coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. Harlem traditional cuisine with Swedish traditional cuisine, which in a million years I would never guess would be a delicious combination. Our service standards, particularly for celebrities, would never allow for us to ask either of them to move rooms. And if we did, it would look like we were favouring one over the other. And so we had to come up with a more creative solution. Where you actually feel like you are in a physical space, even though you're not, blows my mind. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Dilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for a little bit of inspiration and a lot of fun. This week's guest is Christina McCubrey. She is the COO of Invent Group and the CEO of Invent. I caught up with her in person at their offices in New York City and it was such a great conversation filled with lots of inspiration and some insights into the metaverse. But I'm also looking for insights from you. More specifically, anonymous confessions. So if you have something that you want to confess, all you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. And a massive thank you to Bulgari Hotel London for supporting this episode. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy RSVP. Hi, Christina. Hello. So good to uh, to see you. And we're actually in person, which is which is hasn't happened since we first met back in what 2019 at the CNIT Awards. Yep, yep, it's true. Here we are, sitting across from one another. <laughs> which is it's just wonderful, um, and it's an absolute pleasure to see you. Likewise, um, likewise. That was a, a very celebratory night for you. Um, yes, yes. And was was very vibey and fun. And I feel like we didn't actually get to talk much that night. It was quite sort of fleeting. So you did um, have your hands full. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Yeah, it's the one night where actually I, I get about one minute with every person in the room and that's, that's that. it. Yeah, um, uh, it was a very well executed event, though. I, uh, so your, your attention to it paid off. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I want I, this is a nice opportunity to kind of find out more about you um, and also your experiences uh, and memories and dreams. Um, so this is what this podcast is all about. And uh, let's kick off. Fantastic. The first section of RSVP is the R, and this is an opportunity for you to rant. So you can get on your soapbox, you can really get those bugbears off your chest and just let the industry have it. What All is right. your rant? All right. I hope we get to the S, the V, and the P. Um, <laughs> so my rant is, this is really what's keeping me up at night, which is uh, talent acquisition and talent retention uh, in our agency. Um, I think the you know great resignation is a real thing. Um, I think that we are making really good strides in making sure that we're focusing on talent retention. Um, everything from you know making improvements on our work-life balance, 
um, remaining in incredibly flexible about the return to the physical office space. Uh, we're doing things to encourage that return because I think, especially in a creative uh, agency, that in-person connection is uh, really important. So we're doing things like Takeout Tuesday, where if you come to the office on Tuesday, you know you're going to get a free lunch and everyone can talk. And then we have Thursday Thursdays, where there's a happy hour every Thursday. So I think that because I think the thing that is concerning people is that they're going to come back to the office, and what if no one's here that day? And they're like, "Oh, could I just stay in my pajamas and you know pitch the business from my mm -hmm. living room?" So I think other ways that we're really looking at that is to simply have com real conversations with our employees. How are you? What is on your mind? Are you happy in your position? Is there something we could do that would make your job easier or better? Mm -hmm. So I think we're being really proactive about it because that is, we have incredibly smart, talented people and I just want to make sure that they stay, you know? Um, in fact, to the, to the point where we're, we're doing, we're growing at such a rapid pace right now as an agency, we're hiring at a rapid pace as a result. We're actually brought in our own um, recruiter. So we have a full-time invent group recruiter because that is, we, it's a full-time job to, to find the best talent out there. Yeah. So I would just say to you know, any leader in any organization, you've got to leave your door open. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to be surprised, you know, that someone is unhappy and especially if there was something really easy we could have done, you know, to, to keep them here and, and, and an enthusiastic and inspired employee. I think that's it, isn't it? There's, it's often it's the behind the scenes workings of an employee's mind that leads them to leave. And if there was just an open and honest conversation, it can be kind of nipped in the bud really early on. Yeah. Um, and also, and we can't we can't prevent the fact that some people simply want to do something else. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing we can do about that other than to wish them the best. You know, we've had some people leave, and then three four months later, knock on the door and say, "Ooh, that was not what I thought it was going to be. Can I come home?" And the answer is absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, hopefully they bring a different perspective. You know, when they return. So we've had that happen. Which anyone who leaves, we were very clear with them that there would be a place for them if they want to come back. And it's a completely challenging time. So I think anything we can do to be that accessible leader that is willing to have a conversation. And it feels like at the moment, so everybody, everybody is going through the same thing because we had a tough time and everybody is then looking for change because they think that's the solution. Yep. Every single agency, in-house, everybody in the industry has been moving and it's because they want change from what we had but actually sometimes the solution is not leaving your organization it's it's you know we've all weathered the storm and it's it's been yeah. it's been a tough time for everybody and you know just get takeaway on a tuesday that's, that's yeah i mean simple solutions. Is, I, simple I hope, solutions i hope i think it's going to be a i think it's going to be a mixture of many things yeah. of, a, of a good combination it's not going to be one single thing that gets your talent to stay mm. um, but that is what keeps me up at night and so if anybody has any other suggestions, I'm open to them. <laughs> so the next part of RSVP is the S and it's all about stories. So I wanna hear three stories from you. The first being your most memorable destination. I'm assuming you're a very well-traveled individual, but which, which, is, which is a destination that really kind of hits home for you? Right, so destination, yes. We do travel quite a bit. Um, and we are a global agency. We have offices around the world. Uh, so we, we do travel quite a bit. But I would go with a recent destination, and that's Dubai. Uh, I say it because it is an unbelievably fascinating, not only culture, 
um, but physical space to be in because it is ever-changing, ever-evolving. Uh, we were just there for the uh, opening of the World Expo, which is just an unbelievable experience if anyone gets the chance to go. Uh, we produce the pavilions for PepsiCo there. Um, but what's incredible about the World Expo is that they literally built a city. It was seven years ago that it was basically a desert, and now it is a city. It's really incredible. And that is what fascinates me about Dubai is that the development of unbelievable landmark architecture in, in absolute warp speed. Every time you go back, the city looks different, and that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's nuts, isn't it? I, I've only been to Dubai once. I am heading over to the Expo, actually, uh, ah. very, very soon. Ah, check out Gatorade, Aquafina, Pepsi Lays. It's cool. The Expo's oh, amazing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so excited for it, and it's it's crazy that we've had to delay it a year, but, but you're right about Dubai. Like, it, it's every building could be it's a solo landmark in another city that's right you know you look at other cities you know you look at say baku for example and you've got the the flames uh, and you look at i know the shard in london and, mm -hmm. and and these are like just one standalone piece of architecture and you go wow that is that city dubai every single building yeah. every single building is is just as as impressive yeah it's really remarkable um and we're returning there uh in a few weeks so i'm sure i will find yet another building that wasn't there the last time i was probably another five hotels have been built exactly there, you know? exactly Buongiorno. this episode is brought to you by the enduringly glamorous bulgari hotel london with contemporary Italian design, Bulgari Hotel London is the capital's uniquely different venue for luxury events, both corporate or social, intimate and grand. The next story I'd like to hear is about a hotel, the most memorable hotel experience. Okay, so we've been to many of those as well. Um, I think I'll go again with something recent. So we just produced uh, a program in Maui uh, for an organization called SMACNA. And uh, we stayed at the Four Seasons in Maui, which is an absolutely gorgeous uh, venue. But I think what makes it an interesting experience and now memorable for me is that we landed, and Scott and I were there together, and we landed and watched White Lotus, which for those of you who haven't watched it, is shot exclusively at that very venue. So to be, have, having been there for an entire week, and you know, we, you know what happens when you go on a show, you basically live at the venue, right? So that was our home for a week. Then to watch the program and say, oh, yeah, that's where I sat. Oh, yep, that's absolutely where we checked in. Oh, that's where we sat um, for dinner that night. And it was just such a fun experience because, first of all, it was beautifully shot. The venue was gorgeous. Um, but to see such uh, irreverent characters in the space that you literally were in a few days ago, I thought was really fun. I absolutely love that. And like... I get that feeling a little bit with New York when you're mm -hmm. when you're in a city. Yeah, I see, love watching films shot in New York, yeah. and yeah, and you see bits of it, and you see landmarks. Yes. but a hotel where the, the space is so much smaller, and then being exactly. like, oh, yep, I sat on that chair. Exactly, was, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, oh, I was in that elevator, and and it was also fun to see how they changed it a bit, right? Like they, you, you could tell they shot something in one area that was clearly. Um, not that when we were there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're shooting the spa, but that actually wasn't the spa. So yeah. you, you could catch little in like inconsistencies as well, which was fun. Yeah, you get almost a bit of a behind the scenes thing because you're like, oh no, no, I've been to the spa there. Exactly. It doesn't <laughs> that is like not that, the no. entrance of the spa. They're not the cucumbers <laughs> they used on my eyes. I could, <laughs> exactly. You know. 
The next story, uh, the final story that I'd like to hear from is your most memorable food experience. And this, this doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, super bougie Michelin star. Um, it, just something that kind of resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I'm first generation from Sweden. So Swedish cuisine is a passion of mine. Um, I can't cook it, so I like to go other places to have it. And so one of my favorite places is Red Rooster. So it's Marcus Samuelson, who is a very famous Swedish chef. And he opened the Red Rooster up in Harlem and has managed to fuse together Harlem traditional cuisine with (laughs) Swedish traditional cuisine, which in a million years I would never guess would be a delicious combination. (laughs) But it's pretty amazing to have Swedish meatballs alongside, you know, fried chicken and waffles. It's it's bizarre, but the environment of that restaurant combined with the food is what makes it such an incredible experience. Like there's shared tables, there's a constant vibe of like a Sunday brunch live music, and it's just unexpected, an unexpected combination of not only the physical space, but the food and the menu. Yeah, there's, there's something to be said about the experience around food as, uh-huh. well as, as well as the thing that's stimulating your taste buds. It's, it's what's stimulating the other senses as well. Yeah, and it's cool because there's all that communal table seating. So you end up meeting people and chatting and saying, oh, that, that deviled egg looks bizarre and entertaining. What is that? You know, so you, I think it's fun that you end up meeting people. And I've, there's something to be said for mixing cuisines because so I was at the Chelsea Market uh, a couple of days ago uh-huh. and I came across Japanese and Mexican fusion and both of of key favorites of mine but having the two together I was like how'd that work out it actually worked out quite nice but it was <laughs> okay. like it was almost like having sushi in a burrito or, or uh-huh. sushi in a taco and I mean very interesting but it worked yeah it, it worked it worked for me anyway. well and I think people are craving no, no pun intended but I think people are looking for something unusual and unexpected now mm. especially now that we're all able to go back out sit in restaurants right that's a whole new uh like rediscovery of being in a restaurant alone. So if you can top off something like that, it makes it even more, yeah. more interesting. The next part of RSVP is the V. Uh-huh. And this is an opportunity for you to get really super creative, let your imagination run wild and paint the picture of your dream event. Right. So I would, well, and this is top of mind for so many reasons, not only because it's in the media quite a bit, but the metaverse is certainly something that we are talking a lot about and envisioning into the future what an event would look like in the metaverse, right? How can we not think that, right? We've been living in the virtual world. You know, we've been working with partners like Microsoft to do global virtual events all over the world. And you know, bringing the ability to bring a global audience together on a virtual platform, which is obviously what we've been working on very, very closely with a lot of our clients, but to take that to the next level where you actually feel like you're in a physical space, even though you're not, blows my mind. And we're close, right? I mean, it's happening. Mm. And uh, the InBank Group right now is on the precipice of launching Bazaar, um, B-Z-A-R, which is a virtual world, essentially. It's avatar-based, you can create your own avatar. It's a shopping experience, it's building community. So I'll go in, I'll create my avatar, I'll enter the world of Bazaar. I might meet some of my friends who are also in Bazaar that maybe live in Sydney, and I live in New York, and we're gonna meet in Bazaar and go shopping together. Um, we're gonna maybe watch a concert together or have a you know, full-blown, full-scale meeting or event 
there that we can attend. So I think it can be a spontaneous way of connecting with people, building a sense of community in this metaverse, I find incredibly exciting. Mm. And if you had, you know, the coding ability, right, and you're in this metaverse, you can make anything happen, and you're with your friend from Sydney, what, what concert would it be? What, what, what would be going on there? What would you be, what would you be kind of? Um, that's a great question. I mean, for me, I would love, I would love to actually, you know, it'd be amazing. This actually just occurred to me now, and so I, I hope Scott's listening, my partner who's leading the bizarre effort. But it would be cool if there was like a Coachella type event happening, right? Where you're going to a music festival, you know, maybe my friend in Sydney's gonna go, you know, check out, um, you know, the Beyonce program, the Beyonce concert, and I'm gonna go and check out Metallica. But we're both at the festival together. We're gonna go meet up at the VIP bar and lounge, and then we're gonna go off and see some music together. That would blow my mind. Yeah. And it, it just makes me think of like the Matrix, you know, yeah, just yeah, plugging yourself sure. in and then go meeting in the virtual world and, you know, experiencing things to, to that degree. Well, yeah, and I would imagine, you know, I, we see Bizarre 2.0 is like the entire thing, virtual headset. Um, I, I think we're a lot closer than a lot of people realize yeah. for that to be a really immersive, realistic, you know, uh, experience and not just a video game. That, that's it, isn't it? Because I've seen some, um, you know, particularly at the, the beginning of lockdown, I was sent some VR goggles and my avatar was the most simple, I mean, it was just a, a white blob with some spiky hair and it was very, very laggy. It was very, whereas I've seen some of the, the clips of the, the metaverse that you're talking about mm -hmm. and, I mean, you can see freckles. You yeah. can see the pigments of, of someone's iris. Well, yeah, and the whole, I mean, if... if uh... If the shopping experience is also gamified, which it will be in in Bazaar, and you you need you need your avatar to actually have a realistic look to it in order for that to be successful, right? Yeah. If I want to try on a pair of sunglasses, my avatar can try on those sunglasses. Mm. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Shopping online is already the go-to, not just because of the pandemic, but just because of the convenience and the time. So to make that an actual experience instead of just a click and go, yeah. I think there's something there. <laughs> so the final part of RSVP is where I'm going to share with you an anonymous confession. Uh, one of our listeners has sent this through and be keen to see what, what you think of it. Okay. Really? I'm nervous. <laughs> I hope it's not bad. It's not too bad. It's okay. not too bad. Well, we'll see. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Callum. We are a luxury hotel brand and are privileged enough to house a number of celebrities all year round. It's always such a pleasure to make them feel at home and make sure that they have everything that they need. And yes, even though some celebs are more diva-like than others, they all are treated like royalty by the staff. Normally, we never have any issues with delivering this service, but sometimes things happen. <laughs> I love the suspense. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> this particular time was due to a clash of A-listers. One was a Hollywood superstar, the other a global singer. They don't reveal the names, unfortunately. I was just going to, let's just pretend. Yeah. Well, who, who's your favourite superstar Hollywood in Hollywood? 
Oh, it's a hard question. I mean, I'm a huge Beyonce fan, so I guess we could go with her since so, I mentioned her already in my so, in my Coachella in the metaverse. <laughs> okay, so in this imaginary scenario, the global singer will be Beyonce, okay. <laughs> and the Hollywood actor superstar will be uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and Beyonce. For the record, anyone listening to this, Brad Pitt and Beyonce were not involved in this in any way. <laughs> Major disclaimer. But here we go. I'll, I'll edit it as we go. Um, okay, so what we didn't realise was that Beyonce wanted to have her mum stay in the room next door to her. But unfortunately, this was the room that Brad Pitt was staying in. <laughs> we had reached a stalemate. Our service standards, particularly for celebrities, would never allow for us to ask either of them to move rooms. And if we did, it would look like we were favoring one over the other. And so we had to come up with a more creative solution. I mean, I don't think Brad would mind. Just have him move. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like Brad would be like, you know. I feel like, yeah, just but, move my stuff down the hall. I'm good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, you know. But I guess, I guess there's, there's sometimes with, with this kind of service, they, they almost step on eggshells a little bit, of don't course, they? Of course, yeah. Um, and you never know because some celebrities could be more kind of... Less open to change. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, the way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Brad and Beyonce are lovely. Um, and so we came up with more conversation. I went down to the basement and located the hot water pipes for our actor's room and shut them off. Soon enough, Brad became aware of the icy water and called for it to be fixed. We then, being a generous host, offered to move him into another larger room immediately to which he agreed. We then switched the hot water back on, moved Beyonce's mum in, and all the A-listers were happy with their stay. A good result for everyone. I will absolutely be very suspicious the next time that my hot water goes off in right? my hotel room. I'm, I bet you they do stuff like that all the time. It, honestly, this is this has blown my mind a little bit because I am now thinking like these Like the forces things. of nature stepped in. I'm so sorry, but we're going to upgrade you to a better room, right? Yeah. yeah. And really, it's just because some celebrity is like, no, I want that exact room. Exactly. You know? that's, that's my favorite room or something. Exactly. Yeah. How very White Lotus, actually, to yeah. bring it back to that program for whoever <laughs> saw that series. I'm also, I, I, I don't know, my imagination is making me think that they've like really gone into this basement and they've like, dust and cobwebs and they've they've looked at all these pipes and well right you know. it's either that or it's like you know don john head down there got a time to turn the hot water off again yeah. like maybe it's something yeah. they do all the time they've just got a button they press exactly. like oh hot water off <laughs> exactly that's probably more likely yeah. no. <laughs> and i'm sure there's a myriad of uh different things that they have up their sleeve they have to right but I, I, the thing is is like i feel like that's almost worse service like if I stayed in a hotel and the hot water went off, I'd be like, oh, I don't you might think... question going there again. Might question going there. Whereas if the, if it's just knocked and said, look, Beyonce's next door. She really wants to be next door to her mum. You know, we we treat you, you know, with as much care. We'll take all your stuff. We won't inconvenience you in any way. But how would you feel? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I'd be like, wow, yeah. if Beyonce's staying here too, then this must be a good place. It's a very good point. But you do run the risk of mm. like a major star thinking, well. <laughs> Why isn't Beyonce moving? Yeah. That's the risk that's, you run, right? Who's it. more important? It's the clash of the egos, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I would imagine that has to be the decision. Let's just say that they knew that the celebrity wasn't going to be gracious, right? Mm. Everyone has somewhat of a reputation that precedes them. And that's the case where you hit the hot water button. Whereas if it's somebody that you're like, oh, 
They'll be fine. They're yeah, pretty yeah. gracious. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. So I think the hot water button has something to do with the personality of the person. <laughs> I love that we've invented this hot water uh, absolutely. button. Absolutely. Well. I'm, I'm sure everyone thinks that there is one now. <laughs> and, and I like the idea of, of, of other hoteliers listening to this and being like, that's a genius idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and suddenly hot water is going to be missing we've from... We've helped out many venues yeah. now. Exactly. But we've also possibly ruined a lot of other attendee experiences. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Plus, I think we've, we've also put into doubt the trust we put into the venues themselves and those that run them. Yeah. No. They're sneaky. It's proper sneaky. Well, thank you so much for uh, getting involved in RSVP. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as I say, it's lovely to see you in person again. After likewise. So long. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. 